0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman.
1: Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. Yeah. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and
0: selfish behavior I engaged in.
1: What's up everybody, welcome to Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio Gallerati joined by Francis Ellis. Francis, how you doing?
0: I'm excited I'm excited excited, dude yeah things are good (laughs) it's been a long week dude long week
1: what's the matter what's going on I don't know just
0: man the days are long yeah and I'm you know bored a little not 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 in a negative way just I need some some action I need something to happen (laughs)
1: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Like
0: is it weird for me to say that I wish the presidential election were next month so that I could kind of get excited about that or something?
1: Uh no, I mean, you know, it, look, it's uh that's a fair thing I guess to think, although it's looking like, you know, they're pushing for that right now anyway, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so is Chris is telling us today's the 1-year anniversary of Oops the Podcast, is that right?
1: I'm, I'm waiting for chris well to it's course it's, it's saturday but this is friday's episode so hey look at that technically we are celebrating one year
0: baby hey. oh yeah hey you know think you know so many podcasts don't make it to one year because people either realize that they're wasting their goddamn time or <laughs> you know uh someone dies or something and uh we neither of those things have happened We've continued to to grow and and enjoy our blossoming friendship and our uh, fan base, and we're so grateful. I know we say it a lot, but w- when we don't mean to get su- too you know sweet or cheesy, right? But but this is really exciting. It's one of our favorite things to do. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that, G?
1: Oh yeah, dude. Thank, I mean, it's been it's been a wild ride, dude. So far, mm. it's been a year. Uh, you know. Thank you guys for supporting us uh, the whole way. And for the new listeners, welcome. Uh, you got some catching up to do, but hopefully you have plenty of time to do that since there's isn't much going on right now. So
0: <laughs> Exactly. You know what we should do is we should create like a, a top 10 best episodes. We oh, should have the, the listeners weigh in on which of, which of their episodes are the favorites so that people who are coming in or are new can go back and kind of listen to the greatest hits.
1: Love that, dude. It's nice to be at a point where you can even have greatest hits. Look at us, dude. I know.
0: I know. We've done a lot of episodes. A lot of episodes. You and I talk every day, but it doesn't, I'm not daunted by it. I'm not daunted by the prospect of having to speak to you for 45 minutes, three days a week and and make it interesting.
1: Oh, dude. No, yeah. Same. It's great. Yeah. Look forward. By the way,
0: there's a hummingbird outside the window right now. Did you know that hummingbirds are the only birds that can fly backwards?
1: I did not know that.
0: Well, Julio, I mean, this is just another example of something I know that you don't, you know what I mean? You're always <laughs> spitting rap facts at me. Like when we had Jesse Lingard on, you are like, Gunna's album's coming out. And I'm like, who the fuck is Gunna? You I gotta look, get
1: on that, bro. The deluxe is fire. Is it good? Yeah, it's good.
0: A lot of people talking about the Taylor Swift album.
1: Oh, yeah. How, have you listened to that?
0: No, I didn't listen to it. I don't I don't care for any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really listen to music that much, to be honest with you. I got sick of music at some point in my life.
1: Do you listen to things?
0: Uh, I like silence. I like, when I'm in the car, I like silence. I like to hear the, the wheels on the road. Ah, uh, I also think it makes me a little bit more aware if there's a, a potential for an accident.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's, a, that's definitely a cop out. Like, that's just a convenient thing for you to say no, to cover
0: no, up. I, I, I'm going to defend this point. I'm going <laughs> to die on this hill. Um, <laughs> dude, when I am blasting music and singing to the top of my lungs and playing the steering wheel like it's a drum, the odds of me getting into an accident are far higher.
1: That's probably true. That's probably yeah. true. If you notice in every single movie where there's a driving scene happening, if there's music playing and, like, it's kind of unclear what the purpose of the scene is, it's going to end in a car accident.
0: Yeah, that, that, and if there are, if there's someone in the front seat, uh, in, in both front seats, well, there's always somebody driving, right? Um, and they start talking to each other. The moment the driver actually turns to look <laughs> and it's like, listen, I just don't want you throwing your whole life away. You're my daughter. And then, wham! <laughs> 16-wheeler, bonder.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. The second they start fighting, it is over.
0: Mother dead, daughter forced to raise, you know, grow up with the demons and hasn't spoken to her father in a while. Dude, here's a question I was wondering. Okay. <laughs> At what point, if both of your parents die, are you no longer allowed to call yourself an orphan? Well, At what point do you age out of orphan?
1: Of orphandom,
0: yeah. Because uh, if you're if you're 50 years old, right, and you lose your other parent, presumably the first one's already died, you can't say, "Oh, I can't believe I'm an orphan now."
1: <laughs> you absolutely can't. Dude, I don't, I don't even know if a 16 year old is allowed to call themselves an orphan.
0: Yeah, but an, I think a 16 year old could theoretically check themselves in to an orphanage.
1: Right, right. But then, don't do you? I worry that like they might they might think that wait could they
0: i don't know man i haven't i haven't i don't even know where the orphanages are are they on google maps could i google <laughs> map the the nearest
1: orphanage i don't know that's like you'd think you could but that's actually crazy
0: i feel like orphanages probably aren't even a term that people use for them anymore they're probably like youth uh youth raising centers or something All
1: right Like, orphanage has definitely a a negative stigma, mostly because I think they're haunted, typically.
0: Well, that and Oliver (laughs) Twist. You just assume everybody there is hungry. Right.
1: Please, sir, can I have some more?
0: Such a... And they're all eating gruel. (laughs) You know, they're eating gruel... And they're wearing threadbare newsboy caps and running through the smoky streets of London. That's when I think of an orphanage, that's what I think of.
1: <laughs> Oliver, Oliver. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or or a place where beatings happen still.
1: Yes. yes. Or sexual abuse.
0: Oh God. It's fucked up. Pity anybody who who has to end up in an orphanage. It's sad.
1: Yeah. Here's a question. If you were an orphan, if you were like sixteen, you were an orphan. Here's the question. If you're an orphan, can you even go to school? Like, don't you have to be adopted to go to school or can you just go to school?
0: No, I think you can go to school. I think you could probably find a way to get there.
1: Would you leverage your title to try to get laid? Or would you be afraid that being an orphan would be something that, like, you didn't need people to know about you?
0: That's a great question. Um, I don't know that it would help... You you know get that sympathy sex maybe it would I I think that I think that happens later in life I think when you're like 25 you know you can get that sympathy because then there's gonna be a girl who wants to like look after you and and provide the the love and support that she thinks you've been missing right Totally. totally but the other thing that being an orphan would be really good for is writing an autobiography
1: absolutely a
0: memoir right silver lining yeah because everyone says oh my god look at the story of this person they grew up an orphan that's such a compelling hook right there any publisher jumps right on that even if you don't accomplish anything if you just grow up and let's say that you become a i don't know a, a, a traffic cop uh Mm -hmm. and you're an orphan you can write an autobiography my life you know losing my parents from losing my parents to holding the stop sign on the popsicle stick um (laughs) (laughs) you know it's all full circle
1: yeah dude crazy
0: yeah do you know any orphans
1: man um i'm not sure to be honest like it's it's funny because you know i know people who are adopted and, and stuff like that but I don't know that i know anybody who was like an orphan like full Mm -hmm. on that i mean an orphan if we're going to get technical i think you'd have to say that an orphan is a minor who has lost both parents right
0: yeah but it's like you said i mean if we're talking 17
1: right like
0: yeah you're kind of you're barely an orphan
1: the age of consent where you can choose to rent an apartment
0: the age of orphandom yeah
1: the age of orphandom
0: there's something about being a ward of the state i think where if you're 16 or 15 and you don't have a parent you have to be adopted or or you have to have someone you know take guardianship over you or else you get put into the system i only know this from watching like Right. friday night lights or tv shows <laughs> where players become ineligible because they've been living at the auto body shop or something
1: <laughs> oh my god it's so sad yeah um well i mean shout out to all the orphans out there i mean you had it fucking tough and you're sticking it out and hopefully you're gonna get a sick book deal
0: bingo bingo we will promote your book if you lost your parents uh before you turned 18
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely well, dude, well, let's listen.
0: get into it. We got some emails, don't
1: we? Look look at us, right on the same fucking page there. <laughs> um, you know, in, in the spirit of our one-year anniversary, I mean, of course, we got to read some listener emails. We got some Bingo. good ones here. Um, we had one that was pretty funny. <laughs> this guy had a list of a few of them. Uh, this guy was a police officer, and uh, it's kind of funny to hear stories from cops admitting that they fucked up. So the mm. title of this email is Some Fuck-Up Stories That I Can Finally Tell. Because I have a list of stories from when I was a cop in Louisiana that I can tell. I don't know, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, But here we go. He goes, you might get a kick out of hearing these. Number one, he goes, I took a prisoner that was getting, or sorry, I took a prisoner that was faking a back injury to a hospital to get an x-ray. He escaped. We had to to scour half the town to find him. That's great. (laughs) Um,
0: boy dude it's funny back injuries are the ultimate get out of jail free card whether <laughs> it's like you are supposed to run a three miles for the soccer team today oh my back hurts <laughs> or literally i'm in jail and my back hurts
1: right. i'm now
0: escaping
1: <laughs> i know people have sympathy for the back or even uh, like insurance settlements <laughs> yeah. dude i heard uh someone close to me knew a person who faked an injury from a from getting into a car accident and they said that the guy walked around limping for like a year because he was afraid that they were investigating him because he was full of shit wow
0: that's some uh that's some kaiser Sose right commitment totally to the, the ruse yeah. <laughs> literally yeah. and i've even
1: heard of people getting caught on in like from social media like in this modern era like getting wow. busted for insurance fraud anyway
0: hmm. um
1: okay number two when i was doing the mandatory ride-along training thing i don't know what that is do you
0: yeah, it's like that movie Ride Along with Kevin Hart.
1: Oh, or like uh, Training Day. Sure.
0: Yeah, that one's probably better because he was a cop too. I think I didn't even see Ride Along, but I just, uh, I get the idea. You go on these patrols before you can actually be part of the patrol.
1: Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Well, this is great because he goes, I thought I pulled over my aunt as a joke. which is a good joke. Mm-hmm. But I ended up pulling over the sheriff's wife.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh oh
1: Oh, baby oh boy something about doing something bad to the sheriff seems worse than like another totally
0: because you know that the sheriff is gonna is gonna ride his horse up to scold you (laughs) when you think of a sheriff i mean there's another term like orphan that just has connotations of old world westerly you know a guy who takes his Hat off and hangs it on a hook and hikes up his britches and says, "Well, all right, what do we got here?"
1: <laughs> or the or he shows up to a domestic dispute, uh like a domestic uh, whatever call, and he knows the first names of everyone in the town.
0: Yeah, like, yeah,
1: you're gonna have to settle down. I'm gonna have to take you in this town.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> you know he fixes a deal where the guy gets off if he paints his fucking porch. <laughs>
1: Uh, community service yeah all right uh number three this is great a guy that was arrested for looting during hurricane katrina um managed to escape because after uh, i looked in on him as he was in the interview interrogation room to make sure that he was okay i forgot to lock the door and he just walked out of the patrol center oh my god (laughs) we had to call on outside agencies to find him very expensive manhunt because the detectives thought he was linked to murders out of New Orleans. Jesus. He ended oh. up not being, but I think they caught him eventually. <laughs> Yikes. Um, my second partner and I ended up having to fight a guy in, gray wa- in a gray water, which is a trailer park used for sink and dishwasher water. I, that might be a joke. I don't know. Um, after we caught him beating his wife, he pooped his pants after I sunk a textbook rear naked choke on him but only after such a comedy of errors happened to me and only trying. Let's cut this last one, Chris. Yeah. Oh whoa. God. Wait,
0: wait, don't cut it. Don't cut it. But Holy shit. The first ones were like guy walked out on me. Cause I didn't lock the door and like pulled over the sheriff's <laughs> wife. Oh no. And this one's like, I nearly killed a guy. I, I shit himself. Like fuck that guy.
1: Like, whoa. What, whoa, buddy! All right, this is not the time for this.
0: That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hold on. I mean, that that really is. I don't think we need to cut it because, um, okay, 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 I think we can live with this, but yeah, holy cow. Uh, Jesus. yo, by the way, have you seen the movie End of Watch with no. Jake Gyllenhaal? Hall?
1: Mm, mate, let me look.
0: It's a Let's really see. good movie, actually. It's um, shot kind of by handheld cameras in the vein of the Blair Witch Project.
1: Okay. found it's so
0: streets of LA and shows sort of what it's like to be a cop. In-
1: I have not seen it. It's cool though?
0: It's really good. Yeah. I've seen it a couple of times. It's a really good movie. Um, but, it, you know, at least in that movie, and I'm sure a lot of this is kind of Hollywoodized, they fight people the cops like get in go into people's apartments and and oh, wow. and, and square up and have like these full on kind of UFC fight fights it's crazy
1: that's crazy
0: um and you wonder cuz a lot of the cops that i've ever encountered at least up here in Maine <laughs> <laughs> i don't think could last very long in a UFC ring you know what i mean but even like, though
1: aren't they state troopers up there, they say state troopers are a little more intense than the average cop. Is that right? From That's what they say around here. They call them Stadies.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, the Stadies <laughs> aren't the Stadies the guys that patrol. Fuck, I don't know, man. I don't know this stuff. Well, dude, isn't
1: it funny that if <laughs> the likelihood that you have gotten in trouble with the law is much higher if you casually use nicknames for law enforcement?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. or you like you know their call signs or right you know their routes (laughs) like there were kids in high school I knew who I remember one time this older kid was driving me to soccer practice and he was on the soccer team and we passed a a speed trap and then he was like good now we're in the clear and he started going like a hundred and I was like what do you mean yeah he goes well we're in Scarborough so if that cop is there that means that there won't be another cop for another six miles and he like knew the dispersion of cop cars
1: right right you know And you know what dude like teenagers with cars really makes me nervous like there were times where i was driving with friends who were doing the stupidest fucking shit i was scared out of my mind we easily could have died lots of kids did die and it was such a like pointless way to die that it makes me really profoundly sad and it makes me not want to have children
0: wow well that's a that's a sad finale to that thought uh holy cow i mean you know my answer would have been like teach your children well i think it's a neil young song um anyway but my point being dude absolutely we did some crazy shit i was never leading it because i was always so afraid um but one time i went and saw these kids that i had met and we went to like you know, when you go away from the coasts in Maine and you go inland, you can start getting into a very different mm-hmm. uh, socioeconomic group. And I went and saw these kids that I'd met at a at a theater competition, weirdly. But these kids were kind of cool. Like, you know, I did some theater and, um, and I met these kids and I thought they were kind of cool. And we went to this place called Oxford, Maine. And it's known for its, like, Oxford Plains Speedway. It's one of those oh, okay. dirt car racing tracks where they they race cars that look like uh, – Like Rally. Yeah, right? they've got, like, weird shit. You know, they drift.
1: Yes, yes.
0: That kind of stuff. Those are sick. Well, we were, I was in the car with them, and we were going We were going out. You know, we were probably 16, 17, and they're driving some beat-up car. I'm in the back seat. We're going, I don't know, 40 or 40 Fifty. one hmm. of the kids opens the window of the passenger seat climbs out and holds on to the roof while the guy continues to drive
1: it's crazy like,
0: boogie boards the car <laughs> and they're like hooting and hollering and i'm like what what the fuck is going on here <laughs> you know in my mind one of my best friends his dad was the the prominent injury personal injury attorney and i'm i'm thinking well even if i have that contact i can't sue these kids because they're not going to be worth (laughs) shit not to be an asshole there's nothing for me to be to gain here you know hooligans
1: dude yeah it's crazy my friends used to drive on the opposite side of the road going really fast without being able to see around the corner that's just i mean it's a death wish it's insanity
0: That is, that is, it's boredom is what it is.
1: Right. No, totally. And that's why it's so funny. Like we had this perception of the city as being this dangerous place coming from the country. I don't know about you guys. Totally. And in reality, when I look at both things, obviously both have their pros and cons, but at least city kids don't have to drive around.
0: They don't drink and drive. That was a huge problem in my high school. Same. You know, people used to say shit like, I'm really good at drinking and driving. Mm. <laughs> I'm a really good drunk driver. They, were, they wore that proudly. They would assure you as we were leaving a party, you'd be like, yo, and, and I didn't do this much. But like, you'd ask the person driving, like, you good? Right. He'd be like, you know, he'd sort of smack himself in the face and be like, yeah, I'm really good at this, dude. I'm a good drinker. And, and then someone would like back him up. Like he's the best guy in the group for you know,
1: yeah, dude. I saw him slam a thirty rack and drive two hours. He's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like no, nobody is good at drinking and driving. What are you right. fucking talking
1: about? Right, dude. Totally. In, in a way, and this is maybe a stretch of a comparison, but it, rem- it reminds me of free soloing. Like yeah, when you climb, which is when you climb like those rock mountain things without any carabiners or any ropes or anything. And even those guys, they're fucking experts. You know what I mean? But like one tiny wrong thing and you fucking fall and die. Yeah. Which is why you got to wear the rope. And I feel like it's the same thing. I guess eh, that's a stretch of a comparison. But you know
0: what I mean. Oh, I know. I get it. And and I think, you know, to your point of, of guys driving on the wrong side of the road at blind curves,
1: dude,
0: you're just an asshole because you're viable to hit a mother and her kids head on and ruin lives
1: yeah dude it's fucked up
0: (laughs) and i'm hoping that you know if boredom is the reason why teenagers seek those sorts of thrills and become numb to the danger that they're you know participating in I don't know. Part of me hopes that like smartphones and Instagram and all that shit has actually made people less bored. I'd rather have my kids making stupid TikTok videos than doing that shit.
1: Dude, I'd rather have my kid. I would. I would get my kids sex workers. I, like I would. I would. <laughs> bef- I would do anything to make them not drive drunk. I'd be like, "You want to get laid? I'll, I'll make a couple calls." You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. like. Stupid deaths by stupid teenagers are a really sad thing. And yeah. to
0: avoid It ruins the town. It really does. It really does. Um, oh God, that's sad.
1: Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I would then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor.
0: Is right. well, there anything with, left in this email? Sorry.
1: Nothing less than this one, but we got another one that's pretty good. Okay. Um, some food for thought, if you will. Yeah. Um, I agree. He goes, this isn't the oops, but I would love to hear your nuanced discussion about how you would handle a woman that you're involved with telling you that they are bisexual. Just so we are clear, I'm a guy writing in. I've dated two women who came out as bisexual to me, which I don't know if you come out as bisexual. Are we calling it that? Whatever. Um, at different points in our respective relationships, and that made a huge difference in how I felt about it. The first was a woman who I had been dating for two years before she told me. I obviously had no judgments towards her or who, she was or who she was attracted to, but having her say that as opposed to, I hadn't been with women before, filled me with insecurity. Something about hearing it so far into our relationship made me feel as though I wasn't enough for her. The feeling was almost as if she told me she had always been really attracted to one of my close friends, which I, I understand. Um, I didn't know what I could do with this information other than think that she was willing to explore um, why we were dating. We ended things months later for unrelated reasons that just loomed over me because I was so jealous about it. The second woman is someone who I started seeing recently. She didn't label herself as bisexual, but early on she told me that she had hooked up with women before and could potentially date one. Once again, didn't care who she was attracted to, but since she told me early, it was a lot more comforting. We're currently six months into dating. I haven't really thought about it twice, and I can't tell uh, if the temporal aspect is the differing factor here or not. The only reason I bring up the topic is that the responses I've gotten from people who have confided in about this have ranged dramatically. I've had someone call me biphobic. Mm. <laughs> biphobic.
0: Mm-hmm. For not letting
1: my girlfriend of two years explore that side of herself, even though that's still cheating in my eyes. Absolutely. Um, I've also had people say they would, they would have dumped them immediately over that. Obviously, I've had the uh, the shitty friend who told me to parlay it into a threesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he goes, what's your guys' opinion? How would you feel? Um, Even if it's not about sexuality, when would you like to know something important like that about your significant other? There's a lot of good stuff in
0: this. Yeah, that, that last question is really interesting. So I don't know. Let's try to tackle this in pieces. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that, you know, it's an, I, I like that he made the distinction about... Um, like the fact that she was would be willing to date one because if a girl is like i've made out with girls that's like not no something that's threatening necessarily but if you're like dating women i understand feeling threatened by that
0: absolutely absolutely how is it any different you could lose your person that you're dating to another person it doesn't matter what gender that person is
1: um 50 of the population just became a potential risk
0: yeah, exactly. I think that if you are someone who doesn't want your boyfriend or girlfriend cheating on you, then whether they do it with a person of the same gender or the opposite gender, um, doesn't really make a difference. You know, I think I think men. There's this old, old kind of outdated stereotype where you know guys would say like, "My girlfriend cheated on me with a chick. I just want to watch." It's like, (laughs) I don't don't think so. You know, I'm talking like you walk in on a girl, on your girlfriend, hooking up with another girl. My feeling would be more of, of surprise mixed with confusion. Whereas if I walked in on her hooking up with another guy, I would be angry and feel betrayed but in both cases, we have a problem,
1: oh yeah, big time
0: that's my you know what I mean I'm not like, uh, so like keep carry on you know do you need an extra hand are you missing a uh, missing a piece here you know I've got what you don't
1: <laughs> yeah that doesn't seem like a potential opportunity when you walk no, in on that. no <laughs> um dude i I l- have lost partners to women before in mm-hmm. in like overt fashion in the sense we're like I, I was reading her texts. Like I, I wasn't reading her texts, but I'd been calling my girlfriend because she was asleep. She fell asleep and she was supposed to let me into her apartment. So I called her like 20, 20 times. And finally uh, I called the house phone. She woke up, whatever. She came and got me. And I looked at her phone to see how many times I called her. And I saw a text pop up that was like, like, don't do that. And I was like, what's the, and I try, so obviously I have to read the text and the text was like, I, I love her. Like, I need to tell her I love her.
0: Oh, wait, I'm confused. Her, sent her, phone,
1: her phone, she was having a conversation with somebody else saying that she needed to tell this girl that she loved her.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. And She's in love with someone else.
1: It's really a, a feeling that's like, it's like a very hopeless feeling, more so than if it was a guy. Because if it's a guy, you at least are like, well, and this is an unhealthy line of thinking, but you at least can be like, I can improve, I can become the guy she wants me to be, I can become, you can I can't.
0: Compete. You can compete with another man.
1: I think, like maybe I can get to the point where I can compete with this new guy who she likes like in my head, but you can't, I can't compete with a woman.
0: No, agreed, if 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 uh, the person you're with, right. Yes, exactly, That's that's fascinating. That's a really good point, right? Let's say that your girlfriend or the person you really like has equal feelings for you and another woman um how do you distinguish yourself from that other person without one seeming like a sexist asshole I feel like everything you would point to as something you can do that she couldn't and I know we've kind of talked about this before but everything you could point to and say like well I can do this and she can't and then you know is gonna is gonna be like sexist do you know what I mean
1: Let's break it down.
0: Yeah, I'm faster than her. (laughs) She squat two seventy (laughs) five. No, you know, like does she know how to hunt? No.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and she'll be like, "Well, do you have double D's?" No, and you'll be like, "Yeah, exactly."
0: So we can't compete. But I don't, I don't know. I'm sure women would say the same thing. You know, like maybe that they feel, you know, if they're competing for the woman you both like, they might say, "Well, I can't compete for her because." I don't have what he has. Maybe, maybe.
1: Right, right. I,
0: dude, I, to, to your point, I, I think this is more interesting of like, not so much not so much um, worrying about losing the person that you're dating to a woman, but finding out that the person you're dating has dated women in the past. Mm. And we'll stick with that because I don't know much about girls who are dating guys who... Come out and say, I've dated other guys in the past. Meaning, oh, you know, right, right, Yeah, yeah, no. You this
1: is, yeah, this is just from the other way. Totally. Let's
0: just stick with this lane because I've also dated, I dated a girl who had uh, been with women in the past. And I will say, it was fun for me to ask her how those moments or those relationships started. Hmm. Because she said that, like, one started at Whole Foods, that they just saw each other and they both thought the other person was, like, super beautiful. And it, it was almost like an instant. Oh, wow. Come home with me. Like, I think Whoa. they both came home with their own bags of groceries to the same apartment.
1: Wow, dude. That is a fucking porno narrative and a half. If I,
0: guess, I guess so, right? It's
1: unbelievable. It's hot.
0: And I will say this, I'll say this, not to get too graphic here, but I asked, you know, how was the sex? And I know I'm kind of playing into an obvious character here. And she said, I I expected it to be very sensual, very, a lot of neck kissing, a lot of, you know, all that stuff that you see in in Hollywood kind of sex scenes between women. And she said, it was like a lot of really intense fingering, Mm. which shocked me. (laughs) <laughs> was like it wasn't that great it didn't feel that great
1: wait she said that yeah oh interesting i thought that because in my head i pictured intense fingering that was like really calculated and really skillful no no
0: like, i don't think it was that i don't think it was around dexterous fingering <laughs> i don't think there was a lot of like you know different techniques and sign language going on i think it was uh She said it was basically a lot of, like, jabbing and jamming.
1: Right. And that's an important point to remember also, because this vision you have of your partner who's dated women being with women isn't the, like, thing that you necessarily think. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not this crazy, like, euphoria. I mean, it might have been great, whatever, but it's not as crazy as you think it might have been. Right. You you can compete with it more than you think.
0: They're not hooking up in a bathtub every single time. Right. right. There aren't rose petals on the bedspread. It's <laughs> not some supportive, you know, downy, uh like white cotton underpants <laughs> thing every single time.
1: Right. It's not that famous poster of the two girls in like making
0: cotton out. underwear it's
1: making out. Yeah.
0: Exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> exactly.
1: Every Um, college wall in America.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, it did not bother me at all that uh, this girl had hooked up with girls in the past. Um, But if she had started flirting with girls in front of me, I think I would have been a little bit more suspicious or nervous- than I would have been had I not known about her dating women in the past.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Dude, now I'm, I wanna, I'm gonna veer off for a second. I wanna come back to his last question, but this reminded me of a great, a very good story I have. Um, mm. So I was in a situation when I was a single guy, I was seeing this one girl, kind of, and then, but I had, wanted, I had wanted to be seeing this other girl. I met this girl and I liked her, but then it kind of nothing really happened. And then a couple days later, I met this other girl started talking to her we started hanging out for a couple of weeks and then the girl number 1 comes back into the picture. Mm. So now so I end up spending some time with her too and now I'm kind of like figuring out what I'm going to do, okay? But these two girls were very good friends.
0: Oh god. Which I
1: didn't realize at first. So at one point they are they're staying we're all out uh, like on Long Island for the weekend. They're staying in a house together. They're both like texting me while they're sitting next to each other. And I'm oh like oh my god. How do I get out of this? Listen to this. That night, they both took a bunch of mushrooms, and they ended up having sex with each other. Ah, yes, yes, <laughs> dude. But but it it ended up becoming coming down to a thing where like, they um found out that I was talking to both of them. They were not happy about it, and I think that they ended up having a falling out. I and then you know one girl never kind of didn't talk to me for a few years, or whatever. But so this is an interesting. <laughs> But this this is an interesting uh, part, like point of like, you know, it was so early on. I had just met them that this was so hot at the time. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It was a little intimidating, but it didn't like turn me off or make me intimidated. It made me want to like explore it more. Now, Mm -hmm. as I started, as I started to date the one girl, which ended up happening a few months down the road, it started to become a thing that was intimidating because she would use it as an, in, in such a way. And I think that that's a thing too.
0: Okay, give me an example.
1: So she would be like, she'd carry on about how hot like Ruby Rose was, or like, you know what I mean, like these, these famous- Ruby Rose? I think she was like, a, she was in um, Orange is the New Black. And I think she's, okay. I think she's gay. Like, okay. I don't, so, and she would always talk about it. And then she'd be like, she'd talk about how she's so into girls and she'd do, she'd say destabilizing things that would make me insecure. And, like, to the point where I didn't even necessarily fully believe her. Like, I almost felt like it was part of the whole – that was part of her thing, to try to destabilize. But it it brings up an important point. Like, depending on where you're dealing with this in the relationship makes it worse or not that bad. And Mm -hmm. also, how they approach it with you. Right. Right? Right. She was using it to, like, make me insecure.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's – a toxic relationship no matter how you slice it exactly if 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 she were talking about men that she were attracted to you would be you would feel like well why are you preying upon my insecurity like this
1: right right, right. um
0: Absolutely. and i don't think it's any different maybe she just assumed that you were part of that male stereo archetype that we talked about of of maybe. being turned on by it or so scintillate you know titillated by it
1: totally maybe it's possible and i think that that's a thing that's definitely a thing i think that she had tapped into the fact that it made me insecure but maybe she when she threw it out there as a feeler um she thought that i would be into it i don't know you might maybe be
0: she just sounds like a really bad person if we're honest
1: she sucks for yeah
0: sure. bad person <laughs> um dude well, it's a great it's a great question so what was the last question oh oh really quick by the way um I don't think that if you are in a relationship or starting a relationship with someone that you need to come clean about your dating history of people of the same sex. hundred percent. Cause we talked about like, at what point, you know, do you levy this information? It's not required background reading for, you know what I mean? Like if you, you can, ch- if you choose to share it, great. But, if, if I were dating a girl and she'd hooked up with girls in the past and she never told me, I, it doesn't bother me. I don't, it's not okay. my business.
1: Okay. Um, I think that's a very important statute to set early on because dude, the, and we've talked about this before, but the whole like, okay, let's say every person we've slept with in the number, like that is such a stupid thing to do.
0: Yeah, it really is. And I think it's a question that gets asked by people when they're dating and they're younger
1: yeah totally
0: um but once you get to a certain age you should never ask that question
1: anymore agreed but but so that makes that's a good point though because i'm going to read the question again but i think that is similar to what the question was now you said that the fact that she had been with girls or whatever you never need to know that
0: not not really i no. don't either
1: i don't ever need i don't need to know anything mm-hmm. i'd rather not know anything yeah. um but I would think that some people would argue that if it comes to like stuff with other genders or stuff that's unexpected, that maybe they would feel that they were privy to this information earlier on. Because as we saw on that show on Netflix, I forget what it was called. Love is blind. When that guy told the girl he'd been with guys, she deaded it.
0: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch that show, but I heard a lot about it.
1: (laughs) Um, All right. Well, anyway, the question So she
0: couldn't, that girl couldn't handle the fact that he had been with guys.
1: He was like, I need to tell you that I've been with men before. Yeah, see, I think
0: unfortunately, and I, I'm going to paint with very broad strokes here, I think women stigmatize that more than the other way around.
1: Right. But totally. it's
0: kind of binary in that I think some women want that.
1: Um, they want what? The, the-
0: I've heard that there are women who get excited by the idea that oh, yes. the man they're dating has been with men before.
1: Right, yeah, I've heard that too.
0: Whereas there are definitely other women who are like, well, you can't, you know, that's just gay, you're just gay.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: But I guess that, that's true of everything, I, I, whatever.
1: So then, but but because of like, in lieu of this discussion, if you don't tell something like that, like if you're a guy who who's uh, with guys, who who's dated guys or whatever, and you don't tell your girlfriend that or the other way around like are you hiding something are you being a liar or is it just is it just fall under the umbrella of we don't need to talk about it
0: i don't think it matters unless it matters right and i mean if you want that to become part of your relationship whether that means you know opening up the conversation to switching things around sexually or uh, seeing if your partner is open to including a person of that gender in, in your, your sex, or um, I guess maybe having your girlfriend put on a fake mustache or something. I don't know what it would be. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Right. Because that's, that is, makes it a direct part of the conversation. So if Endeavor comes up or whatever, like, do you need to, disclose this stuff. I don't think
0: so. I don't, I don't
1: think so. I don't either. I
0: don't yeah.
1: Um. But dude, that do you know anybody who like bring other people into the bedroom? Like, do you have friends and relationships who you know that about?
0: No, I don't.
1: I don't either. And it makes me wonder if like people who do that just kind of lay low and don't tell, talk about it.
0: Yeah. I read Aziz Ansari's book Modern Romance. Have you read that? No, it's good. Well, it's, it's very good. Um, it's very statistical. He mm. does a ton of research and there's oh. a lot of graphs and analytics and it's cool. But one of the things that stuck with me very much was that he ranked the countries where responders to his question said whether or not they would be okay if they found out that their partner was like cheating on them or had stepped out of the relationship or something. Right. And France was so far away the place where people were like, yeah, no big deal. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's crazy.
0: it was it was it was like i don't even i, I hate to miss cite the, the numbers but it was almost like 50 percent of responders were like yeah that'd be fine i don't care and th- the next country was like america and germany where like 12 percent said that they wouldn't mind interesting and you wonder i've always wondered does france have it figured out more is this a more modern interpretation of love are we moving towards a more open fluid you know way of thinking about commitment
1: interesting is it because like all the existential philosophy is just baked into their curriculum growing up
0: <laughs> great question yeah all that all those weird descartes and
1: sartre you know,
0: yeah <laughs> i i don't know but i i, I do wonder cuz people say that monogamy is outdated Hmm. and you hear this more and more now and you know marriage is kind of an old fashioned trope Mm -hmm. and a lot of, especially like if you go to a catholic wedding a lot of the shit you hear about you're like this doesn't pertain anymore i feel like i'm in Mm -hmm. king arthur's court right now right um but you know just just a lot of these like especially when you you, know, you look at the divorce rate and you look at all this shit and you wonder like, well, maybe if people had been allowed to, I don't know, to be more open about their, their love life, would that marriage have been saved?
1: Right, 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 right.
0: And it, there's this rigidity to it all. And I'm not advocating one way or another. I do like commitment. I do think it's possible. Um, but I wonder if, things in 50, 100 years, are we going to be more like France?
1: Mm. Dude, here's my only question about about that. And that's, you bring up some great points. But what does the alternative to monogamy really look like? Like, I've never really seen it in any sort of mainstream way that isn't like very fringe. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's, that's that's exactly right. Because we picture an open relationship as like people going to swinger parties, putting their watch in a bowl, And just matching up with someone else's wife for the night. And I don't think it has to be that extreme. I don't think just because you aren't hardcore monogamous means that you're some sort of like open, fun-loving hippie who's willing to just take it or give it to anyone, anywhere. Right? Um, There may be some kind of (laughs) middle road solution. I just don't know what that is.
1: Totally. And I would like to, uh, you know, encourage any of our listeners to send us any sort of story about an unconventional relationship that you have, or if you are bringing other people into the bedroom, or you and your partner are scouting, you know, thirds for whatever. I would love to hear about this. This is always very interesting shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. What was the last point that that guy made in his email?
1: I think you basically kind of covered it, but it was. It was even if it's not about sexuality, when would you like to know something important like that about your significant other?
0: Yeah, I guess we did cover that. And
1: I think I think our answer is you maybe don't need to ever know.
0: No. That's my that is my answer. Yeah.
1: Is my answer.
0: Yeah. Is there you and I are both almost two years into our relationships now? Yeah.
1: We're it's dude, we're amazingly on the same path, kind agreed. of really agreed. Really crazy. Um
0: is there something, and if you feel uncomfortable answering this, I apologize. Is there something that you could find out that your girlfriend could tell you right now about her sexual history that would cause you to end the
1: relationship? I mean, knowing her like I think I do, I can't imagine hearing any of the things that I would deem difficult to deal with. Right. Um. Uh, the the, uh, the answer without having to ha- actually heard it out of her mouth, the answer is no. there's nothing that she could say of her pa- her sexual past that would make me end it.
0: Mm, yeah, what about you? No, I don't think end the relationship
1: Oh the, oh dude t- good, thank you. yes. there's things that could make for v- big issues.
0: <laughs> there are some things that I could hear that would make it very hard for me to have lunch. <laughs> You know, where I'd be like, oh, my God, really? And, I, you know, it, it, it definitely evokes gangbang scenes is sort of the first thing. Of course. Just total degradation of this person that I love and, and hold in such a pure light. I know. I mean, obviously, I know we're we're all flawed, but, like, if I were to find out that my girlfriend years back you know had a period where she was shooting homemade pornos with you know the baseball team on a weekly basis right i'd be like oh my god is that out there like where what the fuck <laughs> that would be you know multiple multiple men some of the crazy just horrible shit you see in porn that's sort of where my head goes
1: right, right. well dude you know what you could then at least silver lining you would have your hands on some child porn that you could then use to set people up. And it would be a, what? <laughs> Remember you always say you want to set people up by putting child porn on their computer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but hold on. I wasn't picturing that she was like 14 when she oh, did this.
1: When I heard the baseball team, I just assumed high school. Oh,
0: you were thinking little league. No, I was talking <laughs> to college baseball.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. never mind. <laughs> Oh man, wow, we've really been going for a while today.
0: <laughs> oh goodness me. Yeah, no, I, I um that but that then then to your point, yeah, like anything illegal that she might have done would be yeah. cause for real reckoning. Um right.
1: but then but, but then you're like, oh well, she was also a kid, like it's no, hard to like, hold high know, school and that college against people.
0: Bestiality would be really tough to overcome. Um, That's true. those are some those are some of the really tough ones.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, listen, geez, this is that opened up a whole new category of competition here. Yeah. She's like watching people banging horses when you're not yeah, around.
0: Dogs, whatever. I don't even want to think about it. That's this is too sick, but
1: <laughs> it's not great.
0: No. Um <laughs> good. Please send us uh send us your thoughts. You know what's really sad to me? And I almost hesitate to even add this I know someone who told me that if he found out that his girlfriend or wife had been with people of a different race that would be a deal breaker and it it changed the way that I saw this person wow that that was a deal breaker for him Wow. Because I I, I had never heard anything about him having any sort of like distaste for that race. Um, Does he have distaste for that race? You would have to say so if that's on his mind. Right, right. But dude, I think there are a lot more people that feel the way I just, like uh, that, that this guy said, a lot more people have that thought than you'd think. Definitely who don't see themselves as racist
1: definitely definitely and yeah those people need, should get over it but whatever
0: yeah right Ooh, boy we we waded into some, <laughs> some quagmires there that was a murky <laughs> territory i'm glad we came out
1: happy but, anniversary babe
0: yeah exactly um <laughs> any final thoughts
1: um no nothing just uh you know check out all our shit download the podcast, check out our YouTube, send us your messages, follow our Instagram.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and definitely send us, you know, please email us your thoughts on, um, the bisexuality question or the sexual history, anything you could find out, uh, about your, your current partner that might really change the way that you see them. Um, for now, send that to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. For now, I'm Francis Els. He's Giulio Gallarotti. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks so much.